This is an ABC podcast. She's back. The amount of times we've had to say she's back on this podcast. I know. Such a jet setter. Or either just having COVID constantly. Stop leaving. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I needed some sun after dying of COVID for the second time. How was your holiday? It looked insane. Uh, It was... Stunning. I'm fully BCF now. Um, <laughs> for anyone listening, I went to Darwin, to Kakadu, to Kananara. I did a lot of just the NT uh, and just, you know, driving around by myself, going to national forests, having a look at some crocs. Did you have any holiday hookups? No, but you did do the episode on meeting in real life and I listened to it when I was by a pool and straight after listening to the episode, this guy came up to me and like asked for my Instagram. We just like chatted and he was like traveling and he was like, do you want to meet up later? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to come back and bring some tea for everyone. Um, But no, nothing happened. Okay. So no sex? No sex. Classic. The dry spell continues as it was in Darwin. Dry season, just like your poussoir. Okay, wow. Let's, um... Well, I had a great time while you were away holding down the fort and getting into this topic that we're going to delve into today. Yeah, and I love this topic so much because even if you are a pro at communicating in the bedroom, which, I don't know, I feel like debatable, but there's so much that everyone can learn when it comes to asking for what you want or like talking about what you like or even what you don't like when it comes to having sex because especially if it's the first time it's going to be awkward yeah 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 a hundred percent and a lot of you got in touch with us about this we had such a huge response from our hookup fam and you're going to be hearing a lot of them in this episode so we're going to learn how to say what you want or don't in the bedroom even if you are the most awkward human being alive yeah we've got you we've got you so I put this question up on our Insta, at Triple J, the hookup, um, asking if you struggled to communicate what you want during sex. And like I said before, we got so many responses, D. Like, I was maybe even a little bit surprised at how much this blew up our DMs. And we had a huge range of people struggling with it, like cis men, cis women, non-binary folk, trans folk. It's like something that really resonated with you. So I started chatting to people about what exactly it was that was holding them back from saying what they want in the bedroom. And this is what they had to say. Um, So, yeah, I only had my first time a little while ago and I found it so difficult to actually articulate what I wanted, partly because I didn't sort of know, but also, you know, it's one thing being with yourself, but then when you're with someone and there's a whole person asking you what you want and what you like and realising that you don't have the vocabulary to, like, express that, and it just makes it kind of awkward and I was like what if I say something really cheesy or really stupid if I don't know what it's actually called and I sound weird and they're like oh my god you actually don't know anything at all so for me it's a couple of things obviously when you're in the moment and concentrating a lot there's not much time to ask questions but when you do there can also be this kind of awkwardness attached to it and that can either make the time better or kind of ruin the moment. I really struggle to communicate how I'm feeling and what I'm comfortable with. For example, if um, we're having sex and they're going down on me and they do something I'm not comfortable with or I don't like, I really struggle to verbalise, I'm not comfortable with that or could you try 
going in this direction or doing this instead which then sort of makes me close off from them and sort of really negatively impacts us having sex because I don't want to keep going or they can tell I'm not enjoying something and I'm not telling them which obviously puts them off too. When I was in a relationship where the guy would suck my breasts and I'll get bruises the next day I was unsure on whether I should actually say something because he really enjoyed the situation and I didn't feel confident to actually say something. So it comes down to anxiety and wanting to impress the opposite sex. I can hear myself like talking in my head and what I want to say out loud but I can never get any of the words out. I don't really know that I've ever really enjoyed sex for this reason and I have questioned if I'm asexual. I've lost a lot of sex confidence recently due to my transition. Now six years in and recently single after dating my ex-girlfriend since very early on into my transition, I'm having to relearn how to communicate to new sex partners. It can be hard to talk about my boundaries, likes, dislikes, what I like my genitalia to be labelled, and mainly adjusting to a more masculine role. It can all be pretty confronting. I've been with my partner for a few years now and sharing our desires in the bedroom hasn't come very naturally to either of us. Uh, I've definitely started more of the conversations around fantasies and things we'd like to try in the bedroom and I found that I've gone through the effort of making them work for him. However, that effort hasn't been reciprocated on my end, which leaves me feeling quite judged and even... Um, unappreciated at times as a partner and these conversations are really vulnerable and can be quite awkward and the effort from a partner can just reinforce that these are healthy sexual desires or explorations and not things that should be frowned upon or hidden. So as you heard, there's so many reasons as to why you might struggle to speak up. Yeah, things like anxiety. Wanting to please the other person. Maybe even some inexperience in the bedroom. Not knowing what you like or dislike. I feel like that's a huge one. 100%. There's heaps of stuff going on. And sexologist Chantelle Otten chatted to us about this. And she kind of really set the bigger picture as to why we suck at saying what we want. I mean, we were kind of taught that... Um, sex is about procreation, avoid STIs, um, and basically like don't don't really have fun. And I think that now because so many of our narratives are around, you know, finding pleasure and sex is fun and sex can be erotic and it, it exciting and adventurous. That that's cool because in principle we know where we want to be going, but I think practically we, we don't really know how to get there sometimes, and that includes communication. Mm, yeah, she's so right about how the narrative has changed. You know, things like this podcast. Our education probably wasn't the best when it comes to sex in school. Yeah, but I feel like we're having this like bigger, broader conversation about pleasure. Um, it's become a bit more mainstream uh, when we talk about sex, but. Yeah, like Chantel said, it doesn't mean that we're fully broken free from that old narrative. There's still some gender fuckery lingering here too. We were also taught, you know, be nice, don't make a fuss, like when you're, you know, don't make a scene. And that kind of hasn't led us to feel like we are able to have a healthy level of communication either. Yeah, like I feel like that's very specific to women kind of growing up to be, you know, kind and respectful and like don't be angry and don't make a scene yeah and I feel like only recently have we kind of 
gotten to a point where we have more like sexual agency and we learn to like not take shit if we don't want it. And not even looking at it from a gendered perspective, I feel like if you're a people pleaser, which you and I put our hands up, we oh, are. Guilty. Constantly. You and I on emails, <laughs> always having to double check each other and be like, stop putting 100 smiley faces in there. I'm deleting three, three of your exclamation marks. marks. <laughs> but honestly, no, it's so true. You're right. You're completely right. Like it doesn't have to be a gendered thing or like a heteronormative thing. Like if you're a people pleaser, it can be really hard to bring it up because you just don't want conflict. You don't want to upset the other person yeah. and make things awkward. Um, but yeah, Chantel says putting your foot down and drawing a line at things that you're not comfy with during sex is just so important I think in terms of boundaries we can definitely you know note that we we all need to have boundaries not just in everyday life but especially in the bedroom because it's such a vulnerable position for us to be in even though we all want to go in there and have a heap of fun we can also make we we have to kind of make sure that we know what are our limits here what are our likes and what are our, our dislikes so What are some ways that we can get better at sex and ask for what we want? There are a few steps and routes that you can go down with this. And I think we should start off by pointing out that asking for something outside of the bedroom can be really helpful. Yeah, Chantelle spoke to us about boundaries and she reckons that this is a conversation best had before sex even happens. I think that they are all conversations that can happen prior to an erotic experience. I mean, have we ever sat down and written down, these are all the things that are absolutely green light for me and okay to do. What's amber? What's kind of in that orange light? It's like a maybe, you know, depending on comfort levels and and partner choice. And what's an absolute red heart? like hard no um, and I think if we can understand what those things are for ourselves then we are able to communicate them we can even just like show our other sexual partner a list of things that we like to do it, it doesn't have to always be verbal so we had a few responses on our insta about this actually d and I had kind of forgotten about the traffic light system oh yeah Tanya sexologist Tanya Coons talks about this a lot yeah so like red hard no amber Mm. green yes it's also just a really great point to say that like it doesn't have to be verbal maybe you do really struggle with saying something out loud and just sending a text maybe with a list of things that you like dislike is an easier way to do it and also just do it in sexting it's like that's like the easiest way i reckon or you could even just uh, slap a post-it note up on the fridge i mean maybe not if you've got housemates (laughs) It's like there's just a post-it note on your fridge. No No hair pulling. pulling. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's also a good way to help you set up expectations when it comes to consent. We're learning a lot more about consent and consent is something that should be, you know, asked from both sides and communicated, you know, to the best of your ability and comfort levels. Um, And I think if there is discomfort and if there is a bad feeling, then probably reassessment Um, does need to happen or hopefully like a a bit of a safety plan, um, safe word. I think I can relate to this so much. Like, you know, when you start to get hot and heavy, you kind of like lose your words. You can get a bit flustered and caught up in the moment. I think in like those moments, it's just super useful to set your boundaries and consent before you get to that stage. And also consent only works if everyone is clearly communicating verbally and through body language and throughout the whole act, not just before. So what exactly does that look like during sex? If you're someone that thinks that ongoing consent while having sex is really cringe or awkward, um, hello, have you seen it, normal people? What scene is it? 
The whole thing. They have sex 24-7. There's literally a scene in there that goes for nine minutes of them having sex. Nine minutes. Yeah. But old mate with the chain is like, what's his name? Conrad. Connell? Connell. Connell? I watched it like a year ago. I've anyway, seen it. Anyway. They consent kings and queens. They're just like so good at consent and it's fucking hot. So, yeah, there are many ways to get verbal and nonverbal consent. In the sexiest way possible. Like, how hot is it for someone to go, do you like this? Like, you know, is that good? You can communicate it with verbal, like, mm, yes, love it, fuck, you know, sheesh, whatever you want to say to communicate that you're enjoying it. But I think, like, as a sexual partner to go, like, tell me, do you like it? You know, or um, show me where you like to be touched. Like, all of these things. Or, like, you're the boss for now. Like, these are all good things to be kind of throwing out there. Like, is this all good? Do you want to take a break? Really look at the body cues of the other person as well. You know, how are they interacting? Do they seem engaged? Do they seem like they're enjoying it? They're not, uh, they're definitely present in the moment as well. Um, and I guess uh, making sure that you just keep checking, like, can I go lower here? Um, I'm going to, um, I love your nipples and see if they're like comfortable after you say that to go towards them. So these are, it's all about like checking in. Once you do kind of get into the swing of really understanding each other and getting in tune with each other's body language, but mainly your own communication, it does get uh, a lot easier. But if you're not sure, you have to go slow or just take a pause for a second and, and really like check in with that person. So we had a few listeners actually message us about where they've had partners who go a little bit too turbo on like the rough sex straight away without asking about it first or checking in during. And to put it plain and simple, this is not good behavior. And with everyone's education of sex getting broader and better, you know, we're like learning about different types of sex and having a new understanding of pleasure, et cetera, et cetera, people still aren't quite getting the etiquette and the right ways to engage if they're into something a little bit more kinky. Yeah, listen to the episode that we did on choking. This is a huge thing at the moment. Um, We did a whole episode. You can find it in your podcast feed. But yeah, Chantel says that she's been seeing this problem come up a lot with her work as well. It's definitely not uncommon. I've heard about it a lot more, especially with kind of activities that can be very confronting and quite dangerous, like choking. Um, These are things that you have to be asking your sexual partner if they're okay with. Um, And I think that comes back to the two of you really going like before you're getting hot and heavy, just like, like just wait like wait 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 how do you like it like what do you like before we go into this i need to know um if you're into kink or bdsm great but you need to tell me what you're going to be doing and you need to be asking me and that's all you need to say because that is drawing a very clear line in the sand about what you consider okay or not okay so yeah again have this chat outside the bedroom but also during, because it can be really triggering for someone if they're just suddenly sprung with some really hardcore stuff and they have a history of assault. And not even assault, it could just be triggering for anyone, I think. Yeah, do you, we had a DM about this exact thing. They were talking about how they struggled to communicate because of some past experiences involving sexual assault. So you can imagine if somebody just pulled that on you without even talking about it. I mean, it would be jarring and it would be pretty awful. Oh, especially if you went into the flight fright or freeze I can never say that but you just like froze you know what I mean it's hard to even tell people that that's something that you're not into sometimes so yeah just have that 
conversation. Yeah, and Chantelle agrees you've got to be really careful with it. If you don't have that communication and you go in to do something that you consider hot and kinky, maybe it is choking someone or maybe it is pulling their hair, maybe it is being rougher and they don't know that's coming, then you can be really, really mixing in with some traumatic experiences here and possibly assault because these are things that need to be consented to Everything, you know, it needs to be like on par with each other. But these are really things that can be dangerous and can be very, very traumatic for people. Another reason why people might not want to communicate in the bedroom is because they don't want to tell that person that they're doing a bad job. Quick question. Has this ever happened to you? Like, have you ever had to say to someone you're bad in bed? I don't think I could be like you're doing a bad job, but Mm. I did have a boyfriend once and like the sex just wasn't good and I just felt like he wasn't not putting in effort but he just like I don't know he just wasn't really like being attentive and just it almost felt like he didn't care like it would be like pv that's it do you know what I mean there was no like foreplay there was no like going down on anyone there was no romance there was no I don't know. It was just like putting in there for bait. So what did you do? I think I pretty much, maybe I was pretty brutal. I think I was just like, oh, I can't remember, but I feel like I did along the lines of say like, we'll probably break up if this doesn't improve. Oh. <laughs> I think I kind of maybe said Ultimatum. It, well, like, I oh, I can't remember. I something It was like something like that. And yeah. we had a big chat about it because I was just like, I don't know what's going on here, but this is not sex. It's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. It's not fun. It's not good. Um, And then, yeah, like things completely changed after I spoke about it. But it took me a while because I was so nervous to to have that combo. Wow. You are living proof that communication is key and can change things. But honestly, it sounds like you did it pretty brutally. And that might not work in like every situational circumstance. If you're not that confident... Chantelle has actually offered a really nice halfway point, something that you and I do a lot, Dee. Oh. The compliment sandwich. Oh, the compliment sandwich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I really like when you do that. I think we need to work a little bit on, like, the way I like to receive oral sex. So, um, like, can we be a bit of a team? I'll show you what I I enjoy. Um, Or, like, hey, babe, like, I'd love for you to, like, put your finger here while you're doing this. Or can you uh, can you just make sure, like, I love when you use lube. It just makes the experience so much better for me. So, of course, do not go in with that, oh, my God, you're so bad at giving head. What the hell? Or, like, you can't get it up. Like, what's going on here? Or I can't believe you can't orgasm. Like, all of that is just going to cut deep and your sexual partner is not going to want to come near you, to be honest. So make sure you are using compliment. I love when you do this. Suggestion, this is what we can do. Another compliment. You're amazing. That kind of thing. The old shit sandwich. Yes, it's a classic move uh, done by us, especially on emails to I people. know, we keep talking about emails, but it is the classic, like, here's what you did well here's what you could do better and then love your work exclamation Excellent. mark thank five. you so much smiley face x, <laughs> x, x, x. <laughs> okay but bringing it back to sex um what if you are asking for something and your partner doesn't want to do it the giving head thing it definitely feels like this is something that people can relate to a lot especially if you're just starting to have sex like not knowing somebody else's like genitals mm. if they're opposite or even the same as you it can be really intimidating and you're just like oh my god we asked Chantel about this and she said you don't have to do anything if you don't want to 
but it is good to investigate the why. You don't have to ever say, I'll work on it. You can just say, you know what, like I, I don't know why I don't like oral. There's something in it for me, but I'm also unsure. Maybe we can think about ways to make it uh, a bit more of a nicer experience for me. Maybe we can try, you know, having a shower beforehand. Maybe we try a lot of foreplay. Um, maybe it's not even about like having an experience where any type of penetration is on the cards, like penis, finger, whatever. Maybe the whole experience is about actually seeing what oral sex is like, putting a condom on before oral sex, having a dental, like a, cutting a condom open to make a dam, um, really thinking about is it about hygiene? Is there something, you know, that you're suffering with? Is it like maybe some OCD? Maybe there's some ADHD or sensory issues or something like that that could make it a bit of a heightened experience for you. Maybe there's some past experiences. But at the end of the day, you really don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And no one should put pressure on anyone. And finally, on that pressure, let's just say you've been really clear with your boundaries, your likes and your dislikes, and your partner is still not listening. Oh, put him in the bin. There are plenty of sexual partners in the world that are going to respect you and your boundaries and your body and your wants and your needs. Don't ever settle for someone that's not going to do that. It is different to someone who is unsure about their sexual life and unsure about themselves and is feeling self-conscious coercion is not okay it is on the it, it, it is in the assault framework so let's just leave that person they need a time out or they need to just be put in the bin okay so like i was saying earlier we had a massive response to this topic on our socials and so I decided to throw it over to you for your best sex tips, your experiences, your thoughts on communicating during sex. And honestly, there were so many good DMs and replies. I just had to include them in here. So you can now be inspired by how other people are navigating these conversations. Hit it. I think communication during sex is key. Talking to the other person as things are starting to heat up or even before anything happens, I find is a good way to set the tone. I'm actually a big fan of asking for things beforehand. I personally feel way comfier when it's all less ambiguous. You know, ask beforehand. Informed consent is hot. Ask for things in a natural way. Can I try this? Is it okay? I'd really like to, you know, positive feedback. Just like that. Do that again. Um, more of that, please. Um, and especially if it's breathed or moaned, it's really hot in the heat of the moment. Being really specific about what I wanted and what I didn't want really helped. So, for example, if they did something really nice with their tongue, I would let them know. Or if something didn't feel quite right because they did it a certain way, I would also let them know. So being specific was really helpful in terms of finding what I liked and didn't like. And same the other way around. So I'd always ask them as well to be as open as, as they could. I really recommend don't ask like close-ended questions. Ask like, how does that feel? What's that feel like? So you could say things like, I love it when you touch me like this and then show them exactly how you like to be touched. Or you could say, it makes me so wet when you do this. I was at a sex party a few years ago and I was going down on a girl and she was just really directive with what she wanted. She was like, more pressure, you know, up, keep going, keep doing that thing, change it this way. And it was really hot. If you're feeling shy about asking particular questions, you can always use 
you know, non-verbal cues um, like, you know, moaning. Breathing a little heavier. Nodding when you've got eye contact. Pulling their hair, scratching their back. You know, pulling them closer. Just things like that. Just say a big thank you to everybody who contributed to this. It was really fun chatting to you in the DMs and like hearing about all these little like horny ways of talking to people during sex that I had never thought of. No, honestly, we learn so much from you. The amount of stuff that we get sent from you on our Instagram and then I'm just like, oh, yeah. Or like even topic suggestions or people that we should follow or like you'll tag us in something and be like, you should cover this. Like all of that is so helpful not only for like us learning but also for us to do an episode on it love your work keep chatting to us uh via our dms on instagram at triple j the hookup you can suggest a topic um anything that you want don't be shy and you can also email us the hookup at abc.net.au yay and we'll catch you next time Bye. bye